3: Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to The Tom Sumner Show. Playoff time, baby. Games, snacks, drinks. I mean, what else can you ask for, bro? Really?
1: Hey, pass me a Pepsi.
4: <sighs> I mean, can you drink any louder? That's how I drink. Loud like that? I drink loud. I like to enjoy it. Toss me some yeah, more, please. Please.
3: Do you eat any louder? It's normal to eat loud. Drinking loud makes no sense. Hayden, Eli, road trip to the Super Bowl. Hard pass. Playoffs are on. You're paying for that door, by the way. I got a bus.
5: The bus has got a bus. Let's go.
3: Can we go see the bus? What up, Eli? (laughs) Mr. Cruz. I miss you, buddy. I miss you, too, man. Super Bowl, baby. Let's go. We're not going. I'm going to get more chips and drinks. Do not leave this room. I got you. I got you. Oh, here we go. Are you kidding me? Technically,
4: I didn't leave the room. I'll call her mom
1: after I finish these chips. How much longer. You drive weird. Bus, are we there yet? No. Hey, Bus, we got to pull over for some more chips and drinks. Oh, you got it. Hey, guys, look who I found. Bradshaw?
5: <laughs> hey, guys, got room for one more? Got Doritos? Got Mountain Dew?
3: What, do we really want to bring them? It might start to feel crowded. I mean, maybe if we had a little... Oh, please don't. You
4: know you. Don't be... say it. Salsa.
5: <laughs> I love me some salsa. All
4: right, I got an idea. We got one seat left, and it's special just for you.
5: Let's do it. little ah! like a convertible. It's up a whole lot better.
0: From the Tom Sunder
6: Hey, good morning everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. We got a good one in store today, and I'm going to tell you about that opener in uh, just a moment. But coming up in the third half of our 3-hour tour, multi-faceted Canadian actor Hugh Thompson from Chapelwaite is making his return to screens alongside Alan Richson from Titans in the upcoming Amazon original series Reacher. The uh, eight-episode series is based on Jack Reacher, of course, from Lee Child's internationally best-selling novels. And um, it uh, it got posted up uh, last Friday, so it's available for streaming now. Um, in the second hour, in the middle of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk with the new executive director of the Flint River Watershed Coalition. Now, the previous director... Rebecca Fidoa was a a frequent guest on the show. But this was uh, Patrick Scanlon's uh, first time out as their new executive director. And he just started last Monday. So this is uh, practically breaking news, folks. But uh, I opened the show up with a little preview of Sunday's big game. One of my favorite parts of the Super Bowl is always the the ads and that's uh, an ad that you're likely to see in the uh, Super Bowl Sunday if you're watching if you're having a big Super Bowl party normally I would invite uh, Tom Skinner to come on the show and talk about Super Bowl uh, Sunday Um, but sadly he passed away this past year and um, never never wanting to waste an opportunity, that made it a great time to have Sean Cantwell back on the show. It's been since before the pandemic when Sean used to do news for the show and was uh, one of our co-producers and co-hosts and sat in for me on occasion, and then uh, he started uh, his internet radio station, Solid State Radio, based in Lapeer. And he is the creator and host of uh, Armchair Athletes, which was uh, one of the, um, oh, what would you call it, uh, um, one of the anchor shows of uh, Solid State Radio when it first began. But he joins me now by phone to have a little uh, fun previewing this Sunday's Super Bowl. Sean, it's great to have you back.
5: It's great to be back, Tom.
6: And uh we heard some familiar names and in, in voices, Peyton Manning and uh uh Terry Bradshaw and others. In an extended commercial, it runs uh, a minute and forty five seconds long. And it includes um Pepsi and Lay's and Doritos <laughs> Mountain Dew. I, I don't know how many products they squeezed into that one ad, but it's a little different.
5: Oh yeah, they 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 uh they managed to cram quite a few things into that spot there, and not surprising that given the big success of uh, Peyton and Eli doing their 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 alternate stream of the uh, Monday Night Football games, the Manning Cast this year that that Pepsi and Lay's would be looking to uh, really cash in on that those two seemingly the most popular personalities on uh, you know in football commentary right now
6: now what are you going to do Sean Sunday are you going to ha- go to or have a uh, Super Bowl party or are you going to um, head out to a sports bar and and watch the game that way
5: well this year actually uh one of my bandmates is hosting a little get together at his place, smoking up some brisket and all that good stuff while he watch the game. That's probably my plan for this year. I'm normally, you know, normally probably the sports bar or uh, you know party throwing type myself, but if I can, you know, get to a Super Bowl party where I don't have to do all the work going in, <laughs> I'm always on board with that, <laughs> and get some good food out of the deal too.
6: Well, yeah, you're always up for a good meal.
5: Oh yeah, I don't <laughs> miss too many of those, Tom. It's anyone who's met me can tell you.
6: Hey, speaking of missing things, now I, things have been very different um, for me since the uh, since the pandemic began. As as you may know, I closed the studio on Court Street, moved the studio gear home, and and that wasn't something I did because of the pandemic it just happened to be right before the pandemic began and I had realized that a lot of my interviews were pre-recorded or phone interviews and it just seemed like it you know would be more convenient and and more efficient uh, cost effective and so on to to set up a studio at home which I did and I thought I was going to be a little different you know, I was I was going to be unique, and then six weeks later, I'm seeing ABC News and CNN and all, you know all these different uh, cable and broadcast networks. Their their anchors are doing stuff from their basement with a green screen and a GoPro, <laughs> and, and it was a, a little flaky. But um,
5: who knew? Tom Sumner was once again ahead of the curve.
6: Well, yeah, I, I, that wasn't how I intended it originally. It was all of a sudden, everybody was doing it, and I wasn't that unique anymore. But um, one of the things that I used to like to do, and, and of course, I don't do it very often anymore, is open up the phone lines. And And the reason for that is that so many of the guests are phoning in or pre-recorded that it doesn't it's not very conducive to having call-ins. And the um, and the other thing is that a lot of people listen to the show in replay, you know, because it, it airs all day online. So you don't have to listen to it live. Um, but I do have us set up today if somebody wanted to call in and join in on the hijinks. The number is 810-339-8255 or 339-TALK. And uh, I, c- I could take some calls if, if there were some people who wanted to, wanted to join us. Now, I don't think that'll happen. Another one of the reasons why I don't do call-ins is because I don't have co-hosts like Sean to riff with if the phone doesn't ring. <laughs>
5: Oh, well, that's true. Well, you you got me on the line now, so I mean, if anyone's got sports or Super Bowl like questions, Lord knows I'll uh, I'll do my best to field those in as uh, in as good of a manner as I can here.
6: <laughs> well, I'm 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 going to have a a little quiz for you coming up in the in the next segment. But uh I wanted to play Oh, I wanted to play this little bit of an excerpt (laughs) that that I stole from the armchair athletes files. And see (laughs) and see see if you remember this.
4: Third and four looks into the nickel of San Francisco in the secondary. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some gooseball in a hat.
6: You remember that?
5: Oh, one one of my favorite announcing, uh, my favorite play-by-play calls of all time. Kevin Harlan is an absolute national treasure, especially (laughs) when some drunk guy is getting onto the field and acting a fool.
6: I know, right? And and here's the little sound bite that...
3: The guy is drunk, but there he goes!
6: (laughs) Oh yeah, that's what gets
5: used a lot on our show. Still does, actually.
6: (laughs) Oh that's funny. I I just I remembered that and that's that's one of the times that I really laughed. And and I was going to ask um it, there was a there was a period of time and it's been a while since I've tuned into the show um mm-hmm. and and I wondered are you still doing Armchair Athletes because there was a time where it seemed like it was kind of turning to more of a variety show.
5: Yeah, we while well, we changed the name of the show Early or right at the beginning of last year, we'd always when we started doing the show on uh, on ninety two one WFOB, your your uh, flagship station there over in Flint, um, we'd kind of gotten away a little bit from doing just a straight X's nose sports talk show, mostly because I mean we were in the midst of the pandemic and sports news was really kind of hard to come by. So we had always kind of leaned on some of the more ridiculous bits, you know, Florida man stories and, you know, discussions about music and beer and what have you. And we just kind of thought it a good idea at the time to kind of embrace that part of what we do and not try and force the sports thing when there wasn't a whole lot of sports to do. So we had changed the name of the show. We'd started calling it Happy Hour. We, the five o'clock hour had always been Happy Hour before we started doing, before we made that the full-time show. Like that's when we'd cut away from doing sports when we'd sign off of of uh, ninety two one, and it just kind of became really the identity of the show. We were always kind of a sports talk show sort of. That was that was always kind of the identity. Like. The show has always been basically two guys sitting around at the bar, or the discussions that happen when you're basically sitting around chatting with people at the bar. So that just seemed kind of a natural next step for us.
6: Hey, what do you think of, uh, of the planned halftime show for this year's Super Bowl?
5: Admittedly, I am not, uh, I'm not the biggest hip-hop fan in the world. I don't think anyone's ever going to accuse me of such. But if you were ever going to get a just all-time great hip-hop Super Bowl show, I, I think they've, they've hit it out of the park with, uh, with having Eminem and Dr. Dre and Mary J. Blige. Like, I, I think you've done about as good as you could possibly do in that regard. I'm, for the first time in a great many years, I'll actually be watching the halftime show for what that might be worth.
6: Well, I've got a, uh, a trailer for the halftime show, and I'm going to share that coming up after the break, but I, but I do have to cut here for a break. Are you going to stick around so we can cut up some more? Oh, absolutely. All right. And uh, it's uh, Sean Cantwell from Solid State Radio joining me this morning for a uh, pregame Super Bowl special hour to kick off this Friday edition of the Tom Sumner Program. Right now we're going to take a uh, short break, let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. So stay tuned. Lots more Super Bowl hijinks straight ahead
5: hello out there everybody it's me tigger t-i-double-g-r that spells tigger and don't forget to remember to listen to tom Thunder program
6: on account of because he's so bouncy <laughs>
4: and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org.
1: Hi, I'm State Representative Sarah Anthony. Our community and communities across the country are seeing a rise in gun violence. Firearm injuries are one of the leading causes of death among children. Parents, it is your responsibility to know where your firearm is at all times. First, lock your gun away somewhere safe. Also, make sure that it is disassembled and unloaded. It's up to us to prevent gun violence in our community.
4: This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
1: Got it. Got it. Got it. Who thinks their arms are long enough to slap? Will Well, there be truth for the blueprints. Simply page and you exuberance. Everybody loves the roof for a nuisance. Hit the earth like an asteroid. Need nothing but shoot for the moon sense. Ah, summer. I'm a doom. I'm you assuming. I'm a human. What I gotta do to get it through to you. I'm superhuman. Innovative. I made a rubber So that anything you say is pick a off of me. And it'll to you and devastate him. All I know the haters are forever waiting for the day to they can say I fell off.
0: TomSumnerProgram.com
6: And welcome back, everybody. Tom Sumner and Sean Cantwell here having a little fun with uh, sort of uh, a pregame Friday with the uh, Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. And that was the uh, official trailer for The Call which is how they're referring to the collection of uh, talent uh, put together for the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show this Sunday, directed by filmmaker F. Gary Gray, and the call features, as Sean pointed out uh, in the last segment, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar, and... uh, it was scored by Adam Blackstone, and uh, the call features a musical compilation of iconic tracks: "Rap God," "The Next Episode," "Family Affair," "Humble," "Still Dre," and "California Love." And we heard snippets of all of that in the official uh, halftime show trailer. And and Sean, you mentioned you're not a, a big fan of uh, rap. I'm I'm not either. I think everybody knows that. Um, but uh, but you said you'd be attracted because of the caliber of talent. I mean, you really have, like,
5: just some of the all-time greats of the genre. You've got Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Eminem, a hometown boy at that. And even one of the most acclaimed rappers, arguably, today in Kendrick Lamar. It's Honestly, I've been looking forward to this halftime show more than several one years past. I mean, for me, you're not gonna top Prince from a few years back. That that's probably the best halftime show you ever got. It was, what, back two thousand seven? Best honestly you ever got, probably best you ever will get. But this already, if this goes half as well as I'm thinking it will, it certainly will be in my top five. That said, mine. We've got this kind of lineup now is a far cry from the days where it was just marching bands and up with people every year, isn't it?
6: <laughs> up with people. Oh man, that's funny. Um, and and the the halftime show is not the only appearance that uh, Snoop Dogg's going to make <laughs> in the uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Here's here's one of the ads and see if you can figure out who this pairing is. Hey Martha, pass me that big easy reach lighter. In that bowl.
1: Bowl of strawberries. <laughs>
3: Thanks. This is perfect for hard to reach places.
1: And it helps keep your fingers away from the flame. Whoa, do I smell? That's right,
2: fun due time.
3: Big Easy Reach, the ultimate lighter. Perfect for candles, grills, and so much more. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Can I just say, I absolutely love the fact that Noop Dogg and Martha Stewart is still a thing. Like that,
0: that I know, parent. right?
5: <laughs> I was still funnier to- still that if the two of the convicted, you know, the, the, the felon here is Martha Stewart. <laughs> also, I can't say I ever remember Dick Leiter's doing a Super Bowl ad. That's got to be a first, right?
6: Oh, and I, one of the one of the funniest lines, and I think it's going to stand out, or at least it will for me, um, from all of the ads in the Super Bowl is uh, Snoop talking about this uh, this lighter, and you know basically it's like a grill lighter, you know, it's got a long yeah. thing on it, and um, and, and he says uh, something about do I see a ball. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Martha says a bowl of strawberries <laughs> to make sure we know what's in the bowl. Oh.
5: Right. Yeah, like that's probably the closest you're ever going to get to that kind of reference during during a Super Bowl commercial for sure.
6: <laughs> I I don't know. I judging from my email and all the different organizations that are doing studies and releasing information about cannabis and cbd and all that i I wouldn't be surprised to see um you know a bunch of uh rastafarians
5: (laughs) right how soon till we see just straight up a commercial for a pot shop during the super bowl it's got to be like we can't be that far out from this right
6: well, yeah, and and advertising, of course, your favorite Munchies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Why not chase a bowl down with a you know with a beer or Taco uh, um, Bell, you know, yeah, or or some Tostitos or something. Um,
5: exactly. There's a marketing opportunity really being missed here. I feel like.
6: Well, we certainly aren't. Uh, shy of um beer ads and here's oh absolutely not and and here's one this is another sneak preview for uh you know what some of the ads are going to be in this year's super bowl whenever you crack open a bush light the mountain starts singing
4: it's cold and it's smooth and it's waiting for
0: you
3: what is going on
6: Kenny G. So smooth.
0: It's all mountains of bush like (laughs) beer.
6: That's that's just (laughs) another weird mix of of genres.
5: Yeah, always an an interesting time when Kenny G. shows up, I suppose.
6: Well, yeah, with a bunch of people, you know, drinking beer with mountain fresh water and singing campfire songs, and then all of a sudden there's a jazz solo by Kenny G. Oh,
5: yeah, that's, Yeah, you don't necessarily expect that. Cause, you know, when I think of light beer and drinking, you know, water fresh as the mountains, you know, Kenny G's, Easily the first thing that comes to mind.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? The guy is drunk,
0: but there he goes.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, anything can happen, I suppose, when you're uh, drinking beer and eating snacks and watching football. Here's, um, I'm going to squeeze in, let's see, how many, I have a couple left. I'm going to squeeze one here that's kind of on the munchy track.
3: What are you doing? Eating mixed nuts. This Is how you eat nuts shoving them in your mouth like an intermittent fasting squirrel? How do you eat nuts? One at a time, like a regular person. They're called mixed nuts. It tells you how to eat them right on the can. Well, all my little babies deserve respect one by one. Because that's all your little child hand can hold. I mean, look at that cashew.
4: It looks like a banana in
6: your hand.
3: One. All. One. All.
0: One.
6: Well, there you go. They're giving lessons was, on how to eat snacks.
5: Yeah, not not exactly what I thought I was going to be getting there, but sure. So apparently, some people just need to be uh, need to be taught how to eat how properly eat their nuts, I suppose. Uh, I don't know.
6: See. <laughs> I, I, I got one more of these to squeeze in here, um, and these are just some that I took a, at random. I, I had about a dozen, and I think I I queued up about six and, mm-hmm. um, and, and they just they're just at random. they, they released the ads uh, ahead of the game and I, I was looking through some and, and there were some that, that, that stood out. And this, and this was one for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why.
0: <coughs>
3: you know, we humans have come a long way on our journey. Our first language wasn't exactly uh, well, a language. <coughs> medium well, thank you. Our first vehicles weren't the fastest.
6: You, yeah.
3: Faster. Hey, boys, punch it! Our first maps weren't that accurate. And you know, fellas, the world is actually, um... You have a ball. Our first phones weren't smart. Text mom, winky face emoji. Our first screens, you couldn't touch. Mom,
1: Dad's feeling the TV.
3: No one likes a snitch, son. And the first electric vehicles weren't, eh. Let's just say, they look nothing like the first ever Ionic 5. I mean, two-way charging, AR heads-up display, 300-mile range. What can't this thing do? Look, the point is, it's been a long, 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 yeah, good point, really long journey, but worth it. Your journey
6: at its most evolved, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. Well, that's it for the previews on, uh, Ads from the, the Super Bowl Sunday, but that's always been one of my one of my favorite things. Um, even back in in the late 70s, in um, the uh, the first ad for the Apple Macintosh computer, they spent a million dollars for an ad in the Super Bowl, and that was a lot of money back then. Now, you know, people are paying a million dollars for. You know, just just to get their logo flashed on the screen, but um, right. But they they played this uh, very dystopian ad and introduced this new computer, which was going to be why 1984 won't be like 1984. And the next day, that Monday after Super Bowl Sunday. Apple sold a million dollars worth of Macintosh computers. They made their money back the next day. And ever since then, I've been fascinated by Super Bowl ads.
0: Oh, yeah.
5: I mean, that was an absolutely iconic spot, to say the least of it. I don't feel like in the, in the recent years that we've had quite the same level of, like, everyone's trying to outdo each other and, you know, make, make the next most, you know, craziest, wackiest ad, but that one just still has the staying power that, I mean, we're still sitting here talking about it, you know, almost 40 years after the fact.
6: Right. And, well, and a, and a couple of years ago, the, the, um, the spot with Betty White, where she gets tackled.
5: Oh, the Snickers commercial,
6: yes. It, it, I would know, love that one. That just, that just put her center stage again you know, after and she's always been in the spotlight since the beginning of television, but she just became like, you know, a superstar in the wake of that, you know, just that one simple commercial. He really did.
5: I mean, nobody doesn't like Betty White and it seems <laughs> like she was on our televisions for literally longer than televisions have existed. Well, but I said
6: that, I said that, you know, television will continue, but for the first time in history it will continue without Betty White.
5: <laughs> right. It I it, I swear it felt like there wasn't going to be a time where that was the case.
6: <laughs> well, yeah, she was, you know, less than 2 weeks shy of her 100th birthday. Did you watch any of the the Betty White stuff, the the um Oh, the things that people did in memory of of her—you know—replays of old shows and.
5: Yeah, I saw uh, you know a few of those things. I didn't see the big, uh, the I don't think it was quite a documentary, but the special or whatever that they they were planning to put out for her hundredth birthday celebration.
6: And that did play in theaters. Yeah. On uh, January seventeenth, I don't think I've seen that one either. I've seen some other. Uh, Betty White documentaries, but I don't think I've seen that one yet.
5: Um. I have not, but it is, it is absolutely fascinating, isn't it? That you know, she for she, I mean, she'd always been very successful, certainly in Hollywood. But it just seemed like the older she got, and the more she went on, she kept doing it. Was still as every bit as you know, game for anything as a performer as she got older than she ever was, and just seemed to be as popular and beloved as ever and still doing what she did at a, honestly, a very you know high level. Like she was still going out there and giving performances that people half her age couldn't touch.
6: Well, and, and she, and she stayed sharp and, and hip. You oh, absolutely. Know, it, 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 it was just amazing how, how cool she was pushing a hundred years old. It was just, it was amazing. Well, hey, let's get back to, uh, let's get back to Super Bowl. I promised to, uh, run a little trivia by it. Now, this is not a segment designed to stump Sean. I'm just going <laughs> to, uh, this is, this is one of those trivia contests that you might dig up and play at a Super Bowl party, you know, before the, before the game or, um, how, uh, yeah. However you organize your Super Bowl party. But when was the first Super Bowl held? The first Super Bowl
5: was held in 1960, uh, I'll say 1968? Seven. Seven, but yes
6: And and I was wondering if you were going to do the math because we know it's uh, Super Bowl Fifty Six, right? <laughs> right.
5: Unfortunately, I, I was never particularly good when it comes to my Roman numerals, and that's how, you know, that's how all these things are always written. So,
6: <laughs> yeah, it was January Fifteenth, nineteen sixty-seven. Who was the MVP of the first ever Super Bowl? uh
5: Well, that would be how's the Packers who won that year. I believe it would have been
6: Bart Starr. It was indeed. And let's see. How much money was awarded per player for the team that won the first ever Super Bowl? Hmm. That's a
5: tough one. because Obviously, it's not going to be anywhere near the same money it is. Now, I'm going to guess, uh, this is probably a way high guess here, 20000
6: you know you're surprisingly close. it was fifteen thousand
5: honestly, I wasn't sure i I, I figured it would be a little bit lower than that yeah
6: and and again this isn't this isn't see how many Sean can get right. this is uh just for the purpose of of sharing it. Um, who was the first ever three time super Bowl mVP?
5: The first three-time Super Bowl MVP. Hmm. Would it be Bart Starr, by chance?
6: No, it was uh, Joe Montana from the San Francisco 49ers.
5: I'll be, because Starr, I believe, won the first two. And then, yeah, I guess Montana, cause Montana won five titles. The uh, They set the record until... Uh, until, well, Tom Brady shattered that.
6: Right. Well, um, which quarterback has the record for the most consecutive completions in a Super Bowl?
5: Most consecutive completions? I'm going to say, uh, I'm, I'm going to guess number 12, Tom Brady.
6: No, it was Joe Montana. I'll,
5: I'll he, be damned. He had
6: 13. Consecutive wow. completions in a Super Bowl with the uh, San Francisco Forty Nineers. Uh, huh. Let's see which team has a perfect five to nothing record for winning Super Bowl games. Hmm.
5: Let's see. Obviously, they need the Patriots because they lost a few in their day. Um. No, the Packers. No, it wouldn't be the Packers either. Um I'm drawing a blank here, Tom.
6: It was the forty ers Five and zero record in Super Bowl games? Yep.
5: They've lost at least one though because uh the year that Harbaugh was coaching you know, them, with when uh, Kaepernick was their QB, they lost that year to um and I'm and then no and then they lost to Kansas City a year or two ago. So they just started out five and zero because they they've lost a few if I remember correctly.
6: Yeah, I don't don't know. That's what that's the information that I have. Huh? Because yeah, I was. You could could be right. You know, I haven't I haven't vetted these. You know, I got a list of questions and a list of answers, and I just put them together. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, they've lost
5: at least that I can remember. Because, yeah, they played the Ravens in 2013. That was the year Kaepernick uh, was starter uh, a quarterback for them. Jim Harbaugh was the coach at the time. And then, yeah, 2020, they lost to uh, Mahomes and the Kansas
6: City Chiefs. Now, I'm going to – well, let's see. Let's uh... – <laughs> oh, wait a minute. i gotta I got to take a short break. Can you stick around and do another segment? Absolutely. All right. Um, It's uh, Sean Cantwell is joining me. It's been uh, since, well, quite a while, even uh, before the pandemic, since uh, Sean and I have uh, appeared together on the radio. It's great to have him back. If you're listening to us on uh, WFOVLP, our voices radio uh, in Flint, 92.1 FM, they are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions and my good friend Paul Herring, and we're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well, so don't touch that dial, don't click that mouse. There's more of our uh, pregame Super Bowl 56 edition of the Tom Sumner Program straight ahead. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone.
3: This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work, and I want to be able to move around. It's a- visit with Michelle's mom to hug her and see her on her
0: birthday.
6: You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full
5: stadium.
0: We've lost enough people
4: and we've suffered enough damage.
6: In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated.
4: I'm getting vaccinated because
3: we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot.
0: Now it's up to you.
4: (laughs) Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again.
1: So soon. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection.
6: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we continue our uh, hour dedicated to uh, this Sunday's Super Bowl with uh, with my guest host, if you will, uh, Sean Cantwell, joining me by phone. Welcome back, Sean.
5: Glad to be here. Though I am, I am as shocked as anybody that Paul Herring allowed this sort of thing to happen. As uh, <laughs> he's got to be frantically as well. You know, <laughs> sitting back at the FOV studio with hand over the dumb button, wondering, "Oh God, what is this man going to say next?"
6: <laughs> <laughs> you, well, you, you, ne- you never know. Um, but anyway, b- before we went to break, we were uh, going through a um, a Super Bowl trivia uh, contest, listening listing some questions, and I have a few more left. We were better than halfway through, but um, the next one up is. Uh, Which player holds the record for most rushing yards in a single Super Bowl?
5: Most rushing yards in a single Super Bowl. I'm guessing that has to be, since obviously the Niners came up on this list a lot, I'm guessing it's got to be Jerry Rice.
6: No, it was uh, Timmy Smith from the Washington Redskins with uh, 204 yards.
5: Oh, wow. Also, I, I don't know what I've... Oh,
6: God. <laughs> now, which player has the most career fumbles in the Super Bowl?
5: Most career fumbles. That, I'm going to guess, has to be... Ooh, this is a tough one. Uh, Roger Staubach?
6: Bing, bing, bing. Absolutely right from the Dallas Cowboys.
3: The guy is drunk, but there he goes.
6: <laughs> I'm not quite drunk, but
5: it is not in the morning. so <laughs> I'm not used to being up this early since, uh, since I, I'm not doing your show anymore. <laughs>
6: right, right. Um, now, I'm not sure. I, I have the same kind of problem with uh, Roman numerals. I'm guessing this is supposed to be Super Bowl 53. Which team <clears throat> won that one?
5: Three, yeah, that would be. Um, if I had to guess that would be. Uh, I would place that at about two thousand
6: ten,
5: which would be the New England Patriots, uh,
6: Pittsburgh Steelers.
5: Ah, the, the the Steelers. Okay, so that would have been. And, I could be wrong. Super I could be wrong on that,
6: I could be wrong on that number because I've got it as uh, X L I I I.
5: Oh, okay. So that would be. Uh, I want to say then that would be Super Bowl forty-three. Okay. That was in Tampa against the Cardinals.
6: Okay. They're second.
5: Okay. of, uh, I'm thinking XL was Detroit back in eight or 06, sorry. You'll the closest the Super Bowl will ever get to Detroit.
6: <laughs> okay. Um, which team uh, scored the most touchdowns in a Super Bowl game?
5: The most touchdowns in a Super Bowl game. I'm going to guess that would be, because is a particularly high scoring game that year, the, uh, was it the Bucks in Super Bowl 34, or 37, rather? Uh,
6: no, it was, uh, San Francisco 49ers versus the Denver Broncos. They got eight touchdowns. And oh, wow. XXIV. Okay. So in the middle of that, long well, that,
5: uh stretch of theirs where they were seemingly in the Super Bowl every year.
6: Right, right. Exactly. Um, And then what's uh, um, which team had the most turnovers in a Super Bowl game? Well,
5: normally I'd be tempted to say uh, well, it's going to be probably I imagine the Rams are going to set that record this year, but as far as games that have already been played, hmm, I am going to guess, um,
6: say the Falcons. It was the Buffalo Bills versus the Dallas Cowboys. Huh, at, I'll be damned. At XXVII, and there were nine turnovers in that game.
5: Oh, wow. I think we could see that record broken this year, though.
6: You think? Well, let's let's talk about this one in a minute. There was one question left on this uh, this trivia contest that I had, and uh, you already answered it. It was uh, Super Bowl XLIII, which I think you said was 43, and where was yeah. it played? Tampa, Florida. Right, as you identified already. But anyway, that wraps it up for the Super Bowl trivia contest. And and again, I didn't do a lot of vetting on these, and um, I'm not sure how accurate it is, but it was kind of fun. Um, but uh, what do you think of the? Uh, what do you think we're going to see Sunday? How are how well are these teams matched up?
5: This is going to be an interesting matchup because you've got in Cincinnati, you've got Joe Burrow, who's only in his second year in the league. Took the Cincinnati Bengals from four and twelve last year. To a Super Bowl appearance this year, despite getting sacked more than possibly any other quarterback to I believe actually more than any other quarterback to play in a Super Bowl. He comes in this game having been sacked 62 times because his offensive line just it's not good. It's the biggest weakness on this team. But since he reunited with Jamar Chase, his LSU teammate, who they took in this year's draft, he's been absolutely on fire. He came back quite well. Burrow did from that uh, ACL injury last year and has just lit the world on fire despite having almost zero protection. Then there's your Rams with a guy who Lions fans are obviously very familiar with, one John Matthew Stafford. And go figure, the second he got away from the Lions, of course he'd get not only his first playoff win, but a Super Bowl appearance. Which just goes to show you, good things happen as soon as you get off of the Lions. Now, he's had a heck of a season, mostly in large part, really, thanks to Cooper Cup, who has had an all-time great year for wide receivers. Like no one, like he went from being a just a above-average, you know, good receiver to all of a sudden he is the best in the league. And that's a connection that's really served this team very well, by and large, over the last season or so. I mean, he's been without question the best in the league this year. A lot of deep passes, a lot of cup picking apart some zone defenses and getting managing to get plenty of yards after the catch. L.A. actually leads the league this season in completions over 40 yards. They're third in completions of 20 yards or more. And the Bengals have been, at times, a bit susceptible to giving up those deep balls. And, of course, you've got two of the best defensive players in the league in Jalen Ramsey, who is an absolute just shutdown corner, and Aaron Donald, who is... Arguably one of the best defensive players ever to do it, but he's a guy who has been able to just tear teams and opposing quarterbacks apart. But we also know one thing about Matthew Stafford. Yeah, the fourth-quarter comeback thing has always been a thing with him, but at the same point in time, if you can get to him, you can get him to make mistakes. You can get him to throw a pick here and there. Arguably, if it wasn't for San Francisco's ability to catch Balls thrown directly at them from the opposing team's quarterback arguably the Rams wouldn't have been in the Super Bowl at all so I expect to see I expect to see Bro get sacked a lot but I also expect to see Stafford turn over the ball quite a bit if I gotta pr- make a full-on prediction for this thing I'm giving it to the Bengals but I think it's going to be a very close game and I think you're going to see that team even if they don't end up winning this year They're going to be contending, I think, for years to come.
6: Well, I I have to say, as much as I miss Tom Skinner and our annual get-togethers for the Super Bowl, it was great to um, replace him with another A-lister. Sean, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much for spending this uh, hour with me and helping get the listeners psyched up for Super Bowl 56 coming up this Sunday.
5: Well, I must say I'm not used to being referred to as an A-lister by anybody. It's always <laughs> a pleasure to talk to you, my friend.
6: Now, are you still doing uh, armchair athletes uh, in the in the same time slot, 3 to 6, uh, in the afternoons? Are you producing it live on weekdays?
5: Yeah, we're still doing, like I said, we, we kind of changed the name of the show since. It's, uh, it's It's happy hour now, but we are still on every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 on Solid State Radio, which streams at SolidStateRadio.net, uh, the Solid State Radio mobile app for for Android and Google, and we now have an Alexa school as well.
6: Well, do you, um, are you going to be doing all Super Bowl on Monday?
5: <laughs> oh, absolutely. There, there's Obviously, it's the biggest sporting event of the year, so I I'm, I imagine going to take up a majority of the time on today's show and Monday's as well.
6: Well, Sean, thanks again. It was great talking with you and uh and having you be part of the show this morning, I really appreciate it. Have a great weekend.
5: Always a pressure, my friend. Take care. All right.
0: <laughs> Bye-bye.
6: It was Sean Cantwell. He is the program director for Solid State uh, Radio based in Lapeer. And uh, the creator and uh, host of a show called Armchair Athletes, which is now called Happy Hour, three to six weekdays on Solid State Radio radio.net and we're going to take a short break for uh, show ID but we got lots more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead so by all means stay with us
4: you pilots get off of my lawn we're trying to do a radio show down here it's a Tom Sumner program don't you know go on go on get out of here